Hi, this is Dave Brock, Partners in Excellence. Welcome to the podcast. One of the biggest issues I see in sales and marketing today is the, the topic of tech stats. We're all consumed with technology. Every organization that I know is, is investing more and more in many, many more tools. Uh, and then we see salespeople not using the tools very well. So the topic today is, is tech stacks. How do we uh, do the right thing for our people and for management? What kinds of investments do we put in tech stacks? And more importantly, how do we make them work? I'm fortunate to be joined today by Corey Richardson, Senior Vice President of Sales for Teamworks, and Jeff Freund, CEO of Akunu, to talk with us about this. Hope you enjoy the session. Hi, welcome everybody. I'm really excited about uh, this webcast. Uh, I have, uh, you know, I, I've known Jeff for ages, probably longer than he's wanted to, to have me know him. And through Jeff, I met Tori, and we've had some really fascinating conversations about, I think, one of the favorite topics of all sales executives, sales managers, um, and sales operations people, and probably the bane of, of most sellers, is tech stacks and how we use tools to really help drive performance and, and improve uh, uh, improve uh, the capabilities, both of our, the individuals and of our organization. So I'm really delighted to have this conversation with them. Before we jump into it, maybe some quick kind of introductions. Corey, tell us a little bit about you and Teamworks. Absolutely. So uh, name is Corey Richardson. I am the Senior Vice President of Sales at Teamworks. Been here about six years, just a little over six years. Um, background all in SaaS startups, um, primarily in healthcare IT for almost 20 years, um, but all surrounding efficiency and communication and anything that would drive workflow efficiency for organizations and and usually ROI when it was in healthcare. Um, former college athlete, uh, found out about this uh, this startup in my backyard called Teamworks, that um, their mission was to empower and engage athletes and those who empower them. And so um, I didn't know what that really meant, but what it really was, was it's a logistics platform. Uh, we, we call ourselves the operating system for sport, and uh, that is exactly what we are. So similar to what happened in healthcare, where there was a massive consolidation of tech, um, we've, we feel perfectly positioned to do the same thing in athletics. And so we've started with our core hub product, which helps teams logistically, you know, plan travel, calendar, file video sharing, communication, and system messaging, um, really just built for the world of elite athletics. And uh, we've got some pretty significant um, traction so far within collegiate athletics, professional, now internationally. Uh, we run March Madness and have had some very tremendous success uh, over over time. Um, over time, we've also acquired uh, numerous uh, companies as we've uh, began to kind of close out the uh, the tech stack that surrounds the athletes. So all the ways that athletes need to be empowered, our our mission is to either provide that technology through what we build, buy, or partner. And so we've we've done so and seen our organization grow since me coming here. Um, we were a little over 40 people and now we are just about 300. So it's wow. in short years. So it's been a, a wild ride, a lot of fun and um, enjoying and looking forward to the next uh, season that we're, we're upon. 
Well, I, I mean, one is you must get the opportunity to hang out with some really cool people. Uh, and two is now I have a source for when I want tickets. You know, I'll okay. call and say, please, please, Corey. Can you well, the good news is we serve a lot of people um, and we take very good care of them. So oftentimes they are very generous when it does come to tickets. So just don't ask for Super Bowl tickets or anything like that. I can't help you. But um, but yeah, we, we've been very blessed and I've certainly met some really neat people. The, the interesting thing is the people we serve are a lot of times the people behind the scenes and yeah. in some ways, they're the most exciting people to meet because they're the ones that make it happen for the athletes on the field. So it's um, it's really neat to empower them. Oh, that's so much fun. And Jeff, you and I have known each other for years. You're founder and CEO of Akunu. But tell us a little bit about both yourself and about uh, Akunu. Yeah. So uh, also a former collegiate athlete days long ago. <laughs> Um, so Jeff Friend, CEO and founder of Akunu, or as we like to say, Chief Akunerd. And <laughs> I spent my career in MarTech and sales tech. Um, you know, with Akunu, this has been a really fun one for me because really we set out to solve some fundamental pains that I always experienced in running a startup company. Um, so in specifically, we focus on the pipeline, we focus on accuracy of forecasting, and we do all of that natively inside of Salesforce. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about more about that later. Um, been in the Bay Area for a very long time, which is where Dave and I originally met, but recently made the move to Montana. Uh, so experiencing something new in life here. <laughs> yeah, but good, good. Well, what I wanted to do is kind of dive in you know, over the last years, we've seen kind of the proliferation of sales and marketing technology. And, you know, I remember years ago as we started seeing it, you know, CRM was fundamental to everybody. We still have challenges with, you know, CRM compliance and people using CRM. But but we started talking about these tech stacks. And nowadays, you know, I see this thing where it's, it's kind of, um, I guess, pardon the analogy, but is mine is bigger than yours. We, we tend to look at, you know, how many tools do we have? Uh, and then when I start talking to sellers, I look at say, how many tools are you actually using and what are you getting out of these things? And so, you know, Corey, maybe starting with you, you know, as, you know, as you look at the tech stack that you use to support your team and your customers, What's it look like and how have you made the decisions and how are you actually starting to get impact and effectiveness out of the tech stacks? Yeah, so it's an interesting question. I think I think when I first started, um, obviously when you're a startup, you start with what they give you, right? So I'm using everything from spreadsheets to, you know, I mean, originally you start maybe even in PipeDrive, then you have the privilege of, of stepping up to Salesforce and Salesforce is a wonderful tool. I've actually had great success with it. The downside is it doesn't solve everything. So you start looking at Salesforce's library of tools to solve other problems. And certainly when you reach a VP level, I mean, I probably get 20 calls a day, you know, or slash emails saying, hey, I've got the perfect add-on to your, your capabilities. And the reality is there's some really good tools out there. And what I realized, though, is that, look, there's two things I'm solving for. Number one, I'm solving for what I need to ladder up information to my leadership. So my job ultimately as a sales leader, beyond just um, being a great talent steward and attracting and maintaining really good team members, 
is also to manage expectations and to um, to partner with my um, customer success lead to make sure they know what's coming down the pipe and and really to be as accurate as I can in forecasting, right? So that's really critical. So the business knows how to invest, uh, when to not invest, et cetera, especially when you're a startup, right? When you're trying yeah. to be really, really capital efficient. And so look, at the end of the day, the first thing I did when I joined Teamworks was there was a tool that I picked up that was an analytics tool and it, and it did a really nice job of giving me a few pieces of key data around wind percentage, pipeline flow. Um, and then, it, you know, it helped me to forecast, I think, more accurately. We used that pretty extensively, but the reality is I was the only one that used it, myself and the yeah. CEO. Um, and so the, it, what it really was, was a tool to help me with my board reports. And so a very expensive tool to use effectively, you know, a handful of hours before every board meeting. Um, over time was introduced to Akunu and the reality is like, look, that's pretty much the only tool my team uses. So my team uses Google Sheets, Salesforce, and Akunu. And that's wow. 99% of what we do in our organization. Um, certainly there's some project management things we have on the back end. But what I found is if I can get more out of fewer pieces of technology, that's a huge benefit because change management is actually the most challenging part of sales. Salespeople do not want to use technology. They do not want to you know, learn new systems. What they want is to go out and sell. They want to go deliver revenue. And so the more I, I'm spending time trying to get them into the latest and greatest piece of technology, the less time they're actually focusing on their markets and, and delivering revenue. And so we were really grateful for Akunu because it lives right in Salesforce. They didn't even know it was called Akunu. They thought it was called Pipeline Review <laughs> and it was just a tab <laughs> in Salesforce. And that's what we use. And the important thing is it's what I use, it's what my CEO uses, and it, it's what our salespeople use. So we all look at the same, you know, hymnal book. So when we're singing, it all comes out the same. There's no different versions of the truth, right? It's all identical. And yeah. that's one of the things that, that I see all the time is, is it's a tool that maybe uh, management and executive uses, but you don't get the real power out of it until your salespeople are using it and integrating it into whatever they do. Jeff, you know, you've been around this space for such a long time, both as a developer of these tools, a user of these tools talking to all sorts of other people with their tech stacks and what they're doing. What are some things you're seeing, both positive and negative in terms of how we look at our tech stacks? Yeah. And first of all, Corey, that's awesome. Love hearing that. <laughs> and, you know, you hit on, you know, so many like really important points uh, in what you just said. And I think like one of the most fundamental things is that everybody is using a common tool. So, you know, looking at organizations that I've worked at, that I've been in, you know, as soon as you have a tool that's only for sales management or only for the reps, it starts to build up like all these other kind of sources of data. Mm -hmm. And then you sit down and you look at things and you never quite know what is the actual facts. Um, you know, that was a founding principle with the Kuna was like, hey, this is a tool for the entire sales team. Like we want everybody looking through the same lens at the data. Now for a rep, that's just going to be their data. You know, for Corey, it's going to be everything, but it's the same lens. So there's a common language about it. There's a common point of view about how you interpret it. So like that is really fundamental. Um, and I do think that, you know, in the marketplace, there is a move away from like these individual point solutions out there. 
um, towards more comprehensive tools. Um, Dave, I read this uh, uh, report a couple days ago. It's the um, State of Sales report for 2023 yeah. from Salesforce. And just uh, two stats to share with you from it. So the first is that the average rep needs to use 10 tools to close deals, right? So from sequences to forecasting to you know call recording, whatever they might be. And as a result, like two thirds of the reps are just completely overwhelmed by technology and switching tools and so on. And again, you know, for, for me personally, like I saw this, I experienced it in companies that I was in. Um, again, another founding principle of Akunu was like, we want to be where, where the team already was doing their work. And we just want to slide in there and add value not make it feel like having to do something different or new, but something that was just seamless as part of their day and ultimately made them more efficient, gave better insights, you know, more value kind of up the chain, you know, up to Corey and to the CEO um, without having to force them to another browser tab or another app or another password or another login or any of those types of things. Well, and one of the things that I start seeing and, you know, I see in, in kind of a lot of the queries I get about how do we do these things is, you know, with the plethora of tools that we're using, and they're actually really poor utilization of them, but but with the plethora, we're robbing selling time, you know, and, and you know, people are spending so much time trying to figure out how to use the tools, enter the data, man, you know, use the tools and so on that they aren't spending time out where we want them to be spending time to sell them uh, to sell and and how have you know Corey, how have you kind of broken that code to say this is a tool to help you perform more and better yeah i think the big thing is number one i think that the challenge is most organizations are trying to rely on technology to manage their team yeah. And that's just not a recipe we follow here. Um, the technology should enable a leader to better manage. It should enable me to very quickly get insights to coach, right, yeah. to support. But I think the reality is most of these softwares are so overcomplicating where they're providing so much information. Number one, it's almost unusable because there's too much there, um, right? And, and what I'm doing is instead of spending time with my team, I'm spending time looking at software, which is not what I want to do, right? I want to engage it, but there's got to be a purpose. There's got to be a why involved in the process. And so I think the key thing for us is, look, we, we want the tool to be useful so that, look, the reps every single day, they have somewhere to go. So they know exactly what I'm looking at. So when we meet, our meetings are efficient. We're talking about how do we move a deal forward, not what piece of data they didn't capture or, or what they didn't do. And, and I think that's what most most sales leaders fall into that trap. They fall into the trap of the metrics are everything when the reality is the metrics are just indicators, right? They're not everything. And, and I think that, look, for me, it's, I need enough in the software. I need enough in the Akunas of the product, product types, but I don't want too much. And so it's the Apple versus the Microsoft mentality. So sorry for the Microsoft fans out there, but but the reality is Apple doesn't do everything, but it does what they do very well. And it tends to be the things that I care about. And that's what I think we're looking for the most. Yeah, I love that, Corey. I mean, the to me, the purpose of sales management software is not to replace sales management. Mm -hmm. It's to help sales management. Like, do not stop training your sales managers. Do not stop mentoring them and spending time with them. 
Software can't replace that. It can make that more efficient so that they can spend 25 out of the 30 minutes of their meeting talking about deals That's instead right. of 10 minutes talking about deals. That's right. And one of the things that you you said really struck me, Corey, was that you know you brought this in as a tool to help your salespeople be much more effective and much more productive. And at the same time, it's a tool that you use every day in terms of you know being informed when you go into a review and 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 you know not having to cover all the background because you can just kind of look at what's there right. and use that as the starting point. It's I'm amazed at the number of, of sales executives that, you know, they call me and we start going through, you know, some of their challenges. And inevitably I say, can you pop up a pipeline report for me? Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's Salesforce or Dynamics or something like that. And they say, well, how do I do that? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I have to literally walk them through, you know, see this tab or see this report tab. If you open that, and, and it's 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 amazing to me how we could expect our salespeople to use the tools if we as leaders aren't setting the examples, <clears throat> using it ourselves and using it to help them be more productive. No doubt. I couldn't agree more. And at the end of the day, like number one, look, I, I use the same thing. I look at the same view. I can click on any individual employee's name. I can see their pipeline, exactly what they're looking at. And so the nice thing about it, again, is, look, the, the purpose is I want people to be effective, right? So I want people to update their latest update to make sure their close dates are accurate. And it's not for my own benefit. I mean, it helps me. But the reality is if they're not on top of it, they're not going to be effective in their jobs. And so that's where the spirit behind it always comes from. How do I help you run your individual territory more effectively? And in doing so, it's going to help me to then forecast and things like that effectively. And so I think it really is a partnership with the sales team. And again, it comes down to, again, both of us using the exact same tool, looking at the same spreadsheet. Cause I can tell you, it wasn't always that way. I used my own management dashboard. They had their own sales dashboard. They were literally had different filters. Sometimes we would see different pieces of data and it would be amazing how I would show up to a meeting and I'd say, why haven't you updated? And they're just like, that's not on mine. And it's like, oh my goodness. And so those are the first problems we had to solve, right? Is just to make sure we're looking from the same pieces of data, everything's accurate. And then to be frank, it's now on accountability. And it's like, are you doing your job or you're not? Are you committed or are you not? And that's the starting point to honestly having a job. That That's not about being excellent. That's about, you know, you either show up or you don't. That's yeah. like showing up to baseball practice without a, glo a glove. <laughs> Very effective. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, too, that struck me, you know, particularly uh, around kind of, Jeff, your approach in working with clients like Corey is, you know, so many times I see sellers of these tools come in and they say the people who are paying for this are the, the sales leaders, the executives, sales managers, and so on. So they sell the value of the tool to people like Corey. Um, Yet, you know, the tool has no value unless your people are utilizing it. And, and, you know, I don't know how many organizations I go into where I start saying, you know, to salespeople, here's, you know, I can't imagine living without a CRM system. And, and because I know Akunu so well, something like Akunu, because it helps me as a seller be much more productive and much more effective. And, you know, it's icing on the cake for somebody like Corey. He gets better information. 
But what you've done too, which I think is different from what I see other people do, is you really get engaged with the sellers and try and understand their world and how you can help them be better and and, yeah. and as a result help Corey be better. And how tell us a little bit about your process for helping salespeople. Yeah, so um really good point. You know with with salespeople, um, and this, this again, I, I attribute the benefit to having been in close quarters with salespeople at our at startup companies as we started them and grew them. So, in the trenches, seeing, you know, seeing their life. I mean, as a founder of a startup company, you are a salesperson, right? Like, no matter how big that company gets, you will always be a salesperson. And you know, that was informative to me about like, what can you really ask a sales rep to do, like. Can you actually ask them to go log into a different page that looks unfamiliar and put in a bunch of data that they've already put into Salesforce? Like, no, you can't ask them to do that. So I'm always looking for like, how do you smooth that out? Like, how do you take every little piece of friction out of the sales rep doing their job of, of selling and their job of supporting Corey with his needs for being the head of sales and reporting up and, and so on? Um, like, that's how I think about about sales reps. And, you know, I, I think that, um, fundamentally just a high degree of respect for what they do and their time and would never ask them to do something that I can make better, uh, for them. There's also someone else who's really important here, Dave, which hasn't come up yet. And that's the sales ops person. So I love talking to sales ops people. Um, one of the reasons is they have so many pains that are solvable. You know, yeah. they're pulled in so many different directions at an operational level, a strategic level, reporting, all that kind of stuff. And they also have the pulse of like, how do the reps operate? Like what's inefficient for them? How can you improve their life? And they know what people like Corey are asking for. Mm-hmm. So to me, they're kind of like the glue that holds all this together you know, sales ops people, they're not just Salesforce admins anymore. You know, mm-hmm. that was long ago. Now they're strategic roles, supporting the business, supporting the sellers, supporting deals, and being able to make their lives more efficient is like a huge lever to pull for, you know, a, a team like at Teamworks or bigger companies or smaller companies because they are stretched so thin, but the impact can be so high in freeing up some of their time. Like I got a um, an email from a sales ops person at a, a Kunu customer uh, the other day. Literally, the email just said, my Wednesdays are a million times better now because I don't have to run around to get data for the revenue meeting. I just opened a Kunu, right? Yeah. Like made my day, like made my week. It's awesome. But that's the way, and Corey keeps saying that too, is, is, you know, rather than, you know, saying we're all looking at different pieces of data and we spend, you know, 90% of our time is figuring out which view we're looking at and then five minutes saying, well, what does it mean? So, I mean, it's it's so powerful there. The other thing too is, is and Corey alluded this to this before, and I love both your points of view on this, is so many times I see both sellers and managers managing to the numbers, but they don't really understand what the numbers mean and, and how to get underneath that to say, you know, what causes these numbers um, and how do I leverage that to, how do I understand that to really drive performance? 
you know, and I've seen, I mean, part of what attracted me to Ikunu is that all of a sudden I could start seeing some of those insights. And it was not just here, you know, here's what our pipeline looks like and, and so on and so forth. But I could start saying, how do I start tweaking it? How do I start tilting the numbers in my favor? What are some of the things that I can do to help improve sales uh, effectiveness? What What are your views on that? Yeah, I think that's really important. And like, to me, this is about kind of like, um, kind of like the depth of experience that like we look to provide with Akunu. So like, let's just play this out but and see what I mean by that. So first thing, one of the things that's actually quite hard to do um, is to sit down and look at a pipeline report and be like, great. So what changed since last week? Right. right. So the first is solving these fundamentally hard things so that it's very easy to say, okay, what changed since last week? Which deals mm -hmm. moved? Which did we win? Lost? Pushed? Like all that kind of stuff. Very And making it very easy to consume. And then, you know, giving someone like Corey or his manager the ability to say like, okay, I'm concerned about that. Like, let me drill in there. And now yeah. you're looking at the deals that were pushed out or lost. Yeah. And now it's like, make sure you have everything there to really understand like what happened in those deals, right? So, you know, not just starting with report and then clicking off in a million directions to try to assemble this in your head. It's about yeah. like walking down the path to get to answers. Um, and I would say the final part of this is that like not every organization is the same. In fact, they do a lot of similar things, but usually in their own way. So this is, again, an opportunity with Akunu, which is because we're layering inside of Salesforce, we're sitting on top of every existing investment in how you've set up Salesforce and the sales processes and customizations and custom widgets and all the things that you already have in place to try to help understand deals and manage deals, bring it all together. Like, again, don't make people kind of click to different places to do different things. So, you know, that's, that's my perspective is like, it's about this solving real problems yeah. in a way that walks you down, you know, kind of each step to the operational answer or, you know, uh, insight that you need to really understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Car, any thoughts or uh, or? No, I, yeah, yeah. I think for me, what it, what it boils down to is, look, when you're running a sales organization, you know what your pipeline is, you know what your goals are. The thing that you have to do is, it's almost like a coach making mid-game adjustments, right? You don't wait till the end of the game to realize you just lost. Yeah. Like the sooner you realize this is not going the way we thought it's going to go, you need to start making tweaks and adjustments, and we do that regularly. And for example, every Thursday now, I have a leadership roll up where I roll up the forecast and I talk about what's changed week over week. And I literally pull up a kunu and I say, you can see that our pipeline, we added a million and we dropped 250,000 and we pushed out 300 grand and we pulled in a hundred. And, and then I get into, you know what, none of this concerns me at all, you know, or, you know what, this is a concern. And I pop in and I, and I talk about some of the concerns and I talk about some of the opportunities. And the reality is it's a five, six minute overview that's made so easy because a picture is worth a thousand words. I can pull it up and I can show it on the fly. And my preparation for that meeting is literally 15 to 20 minutes yeah. of literally looking at the data, seeing if there's anything I want to dig into deeper. 
And again, if there is, then we'll spend another half hour or so just to be prepared with that. But a lot of times it's pretty straight vanilla. Like I know exactly what's going on. No surprises. Everything's flowing. And and again, the idea is make these, if these meetings happen regularly, like in our business, we try to do it every week. In fact, I look at it every day, but every week at least, because we want to make these minimal you know, pivots so that we find ourselves getting to the finish line versus like, oh crap, we're, 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 we got a leak in the bucket and we didn't realize it. And now we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So as you look kind of to, you know, Corey, say in your case to the next year, two years um, and Jeff, you know, as you look at kind of the direction of technology in general and, and possibly where you're taking the Kunu is, what are the Corey, what are you looking for in terms of tools yeah. that can help you know both your people perform at higher levels and help keep you more current on the issues critical to their performance? Yeah, so I think number one, um, so first of all, I'll tell you this, like look, I'm hoping Jeff's gonna solve it for me because the reality is my original challenge a year ago was, you know what, I love what you're doing, Jeff, at Akuno, but man, I wish you could handle my forecasting too. And then he's, he literally, you know, to his credit, sat and watched us do what we do um, and, and just said, look, I think we're right on the same track. It was like most of what he was saying was identical. I don't believe any software vendor should try to build something around a customer, but if he's hearing a similar theme from several customers, then it makes sense. And that's, I think, what he did is he built a really sophisticated yet simple to use forecasting module that has really helped us. So I feel like we're in really good shape there. The next phase of grade, I believe, for us, and, and this is something that we we leveraged another piece of technology that we're, we're, we think we're going to get 99% of what we did on that technology from Akunu. So our goal would be to try to fill that gap, which is really around long-term comparison of win-loss data, you know, mm -hmm. looking at, we, and that requires us warehousing this data, right? So pulling out snapshots of data so that not only are we seeing pipeline flow in the short term, but we can go back and look at it and see that, you know what, because typically our business is very cyclical. So we deal in higher ed. And so all of a sudden we know that it's July fiscal. So you're going to see massive pipeline lifts, you know, come after the new year when people are getting back into school and then it's going to slow down at the end. And so it's not enough to see is our pipeline growing or shrinking a little bit. It's about how is it compared to the year before. And also our business is three times the size. So the reality is our pipeline growth is so much bigger than it used to be that we could be nice and fat and happy. But the reality is it's not growing at the percentage that it should be. So what I really, I think the next thing that I'm looking to accomplish and tackle is the ability to have something that I can, and this will be some of those tools I'd look at once a week, you know, once every other week, but it would be very valuable to be able to, to analyze data over time to see what what changed and you know and how it's trending because it's really more about the trend than it is the actual data. What I, I really like is the insight that you're getting from the data and in trying to understand what it means is you know again I go back to I see so many managers managing to the numbers. Um, I had a have a, a, a have a client that when I first went into them. You know, they had been growing and meeting their numbers like crazy. And it was, you know, it was in one of these software technologies that, you know, is is growth in the industry was was amazing. And I looked at, I went through, did some analysis. They didn't have a Kunu, so it made it a little bit tougher for me to do the analysis. But I looked at it and I said, sure, you're meeting your numbers, but you're underperforming your potential. 
Uh, and, and they said, well, what do you mean? We're hitting quota. We're growing by 20, 25% every year. But I said, have you looked at this data? You know, they had a 17% win rate. Uh, they thought they thought their average deal size is over a million dollars, but their average deal size is $55,000. And, you know, they, they had been looking at the numbers at kind of a high report level. They saw they were meeting their quotas, but they were missing the opportunity that I, I said, you know, I'm glad I'm not a shareholder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you should be doing double what you're doing. And, and, you know, that was a big kind of, once they got finished being pissed off at me, um, they, they all of a sudden said, there is something we can do, but they had just never been able to see it. And part of it was, you know, their, their mindset as, as executives of what do I look at? How do I use these tools? And part of it is, is just the tools weren't presenting them things uh, in meaningful ways. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was I jumped in on, on on some of what you probably were going to talk about, but no, I think I think it's great, and you know, I think the the question was kind of like where 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 from here, where do we go from here with some things, and for me, like I I'm really excited about where Kunu is at, and by where we're at, you know, Kunu lives in Salesforce, where all your data is, and all the sales team is actually operating. Great position to be. You know, we've you know chosen to take on um, kind of hard challenges and solve them with very easy to use software. You know, we put a lot of work into it so that for Corey, it seems seamless and easy and all that. And that's what we're going to continue to do is find these hard questions to answer. You know, these challenges within sales management from rep to you know head of sales. And we're going to work together with our customers to figure out solutions for those. You know, Corey and his team have been a amazing partner over the last several years. You know, design partner with the forecasting app, you know, many, many other things, big and small before that. You know, it's kind of what Akunu is known for. And for me personally, like that's where I derive the greatest joy professionally is collaborating with customers to solve problems. Um, so that that's what I see for, you know, the next, uh, the next couple of years here for Kunu. And one kind of final question. Um, and it's, it's one kind of, that's more of the fashion that we, we hear all the time um, is I know, for instance, in Akunu, you leverage AI and, and, in, uh, in, in techniques in, in understanding and presenting data in fairly interesting, comprehensive ways. But I just literally, before uh, we have this conversation, I was a guest on uh, a webcast uh, and the topic of chat GPT came up. And that seems to be the miracle cure for all prospecting, all content and, 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 and things like that. And, you know, I, I'm kind of saying, yes, but, you know, the content, I've experimented a lot with it. The content is actually pretty mediocre. And uh, I was doing some work with a big financial services client um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I and they were trying to use it. And I said, well, go in and say, what are the big things affecting the, your, your customers and so on and so forth? And they said, well, gee, money's cheap. The economy's skyrocketing and so on. ChatGPT is two years behind in its database. So the recommendations it was giving were just the wrong things. Any oh, no. thoughts about 
chat GPT and, and those kinds of tools. I, I, I think the future for them is very bright, but yeah. I think we really misunderstand them right now. I mean, so from my standpoint, I, I think that anything like that, and look, we've used all sorts of AI when it comes to, um, you know, everything from making paragraphs more seamless and clean, but the reality is they're nothing but augmentation tools, to my opinion. They're not, they're not going to replace, I, if, the minute someone thinks it's going to replace an intelligent, um, effective sales executive, they're, they're out of their mind. Um I, I think it's scary. Yeah. Now, if you're a broad, horizontal-based marketing firm, maybe, because you don't care. You can make a bunch of mistakes, and you know what? You're going to land your plane on just enough that it doesn't matter. In our world, we're very focused. We're very verticalized. We don't miss. So when we execute, it needs to be it needs to be tight. And, and I think what you're saying is is the depth of, of, of the knowledge, the specificity to the particular customer situation yeah. is critical and these tools don't do that I, I mean i'm starting to use it to do rough drafts of things that's, that's where i think it can help rough drafts starting points generic maybe but like that's not what we do we're very honed in we are not a volume-based organization we're about quality more than quantity and um so yeah and jeff is is you're probably the ai nerd among all of them. <laughs> what are your thoughts about it yeah, well, as a, as a nerd, I mean, I think it's fascinating. You know, it's I, fascinating. I can't wait to see kind of where it goes and, and how it evolves over time. You know, in terms of uh, Akunu and our software for sales teams, um, yeah, I think I'll go back to a previous point, which is like, we're not trying to replace the sales management function or sales managers or sales leaders or sales ops people. We're trying to provide software that makes their lives today much easier, better, and um you know, more effective for their organizations. So to the extent that, you know, something AI related, you know, supports that mission, all, you know, all for it. Um, but that's, that's our kind of point of view on, uh, on that side of things right now. Well, and, and I always like, as, as Corey said, you think of this as, as, as augmented intelligence, augmenting the capabilities of the salespeople of the organization to perform better. You know, I think too much time, uh, you know, salespeople have enough artificial intelligence. I don't know. <laughs> we, we need a lot more. But uh, the minute we rely on that, I think that you probably have the wrong salesperson, but that's just my take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts, anything we should have talked about that I uh, that I haven't covered other than bragging more and more about Akunu? <sighs> I mean, I'll just say again, I, I love it. I use the heck out of it. I'm happy to, to, uh, to, I mean, I was really happy to be invited to this session because obviously when you, when something has, you know, the definition of technology is that when it changes your life so profoundly, you can't imagine going back. Right. And that is something that is rarely accomplished, but it happened with the smartphone. It's happened with a handful of technologies where you can't rip it from someone's clutches. And, you know, and I, and I think that, when you look at what we're doing, when something is used daily, I mean, uh, Jeff should have no concern over renewing his clients because he just looks at the data and sees they use it all day. Yeah. And so the minute Jeff's going to lose a client is probably when they left Salesforce. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Jeff, any, th any final thoughts? You know, just, uh, just a profound thank you uh, to Corey. Amazing customer, amazing 
friendship we've developed over the couple of years. And you too, Dave, you know, when we look back at like, what were some of those fundamental underpinnings to a Kunu? And as we started to think about technology for sales teams, you go right back to the sales manager survival guide, right? Like these aren't new concepts about how to be more effective with sales management. We've just put our little technical lens on it and said, how can we make it better through software? Yep. So thank you too. Well, this has been so fun. And again, it's it's something, there's so much garbage going around about tech stacks and all. It's it's really great to talk to the two of you who are focused on the fundamentals of why we put these things in place and how we can get to use them. Um, quick, if people want to reach out to you, Corey, what's the best way to for people to, to get to you? Sure. So my email is simple. So crichardson at teamworks.com is probably the easiest way to grab me. Obviously hit me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and um, would be happy to share. Obviously, if, if you want to know how we're using Akunu or technology in general, um, it's, you know, I was a former sales leader who was the operator as well. I launched Salesforce myself. I, you know, back in the day, I would not dare to do that today, but um, I do like to dabble when it comes to operations. And certainly I have a nice opinion and uh, Jeff knows that, but um, hopefully, you know, the good thing is I think I keep it simple, stupid, and that's just the philosophy I have. And, and I think we've run a really strong team here. Um, and so happy to share. Super. And I want to warn the audience, don't hit Corey up for tickets. That's Jeff, what's the best way for people to reach you? Yeah. So uh, email is easy. Jeff at Okunu.com. Uh, LinkedIn also works too. Feel free to find me there. Super. Well, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate the time and, and just, you know, just the pragmatism. I think we lose so much of that in, in all, but the pragmatism is 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 one of the big messages I take away from this. Thanks so much. A pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. Is you know what I took away from this thing is the tech stack is really not about leveraging all the technology we can in the world, but it's really how we take whatever technology we're using and make it available effectively and pragmatically to help our people perform. So it, it's really about helping sellers sell, it's helping managers lead much more effectively. It's not meant to displace them, but really to help improve their performance. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Corey and, and Jeff, I had such a great time. Uh, show notes will have how you contact them and all that kind of thing. Thanks so much.